0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of the bill barnwell show i'm bill barnwell today will brinson of cbs joins me to talk about the aaron Rodgers situation how we think it will play out in green bay and several of the other postseason storylines and whether they'll stick around into 2022. but first well, i wanted to quickly tell you about another podcast and that is the right time with bomani jones which is now three times a week. This podcast brings you the latest from technology, music, and the very best analysis of games across all sports, plus a community of friends, including a guy I'm not a big fan of named Dominique Foxworth for Foxworth Fridays. There's also two other shows where you can listen to, but if you want Dominique in your life, Listen to Foxworth Fridays with Bomani Jones. That's right. The right time with Bomani Jones. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Listen, wherever you get your podcast, and Monday and Wednesday episodes are also available on ESPN's YouTube channel. All right. Here's Wolf Brinson talking about Aaron Rodgers and everything with the postseason storylines and how they'll factor in next year. All right. Joining me now, here is promised on the Bill Barnwell Show, a frequent contributor to the podcast a man not just a golf dfs wizard not just a best ball guru not just an emergency podcaster but an excellent writer when he chooses to write in his own right cbs as well brinson bill what's up bill what's going on um
1: i would love to tell you that uh, the golf dfs is going well but i i think i uh ross <laughs> stewart i woke up to Stuart sink Already having ejected himself into the water
0: down in Orlando, <laughs> you don't get points for that. Uh,
1: on to the next week. <laughs> on to the next week. Uh,
0: well, we've a lot to talk about today because so I wanted to have you on to discuss uh, some of the stories coming out of this past postseason and whether you think they're going to stick around for twenty twenty two. And to tie that in to the very first topic we're going to discuss here. The biggest news in the NFL right now seems to be what's happening with Aaron Rodgers, which seems to kind of be a big shrug from a lot of people. I know our Diana Rossini has been doing some great work reporting on this, and um, it certainly feels like things could change at any moment. But the Pat McAfee interview came and went without much of a uh, much insight. Uh, There's been some cryptic Instagram messages, some cryptic tweets. Aaron Rodgers went on a cleanse, apparently. So, Will, I I guess where I'm going to start with is this with you, Um, with the Packers, with what happened to them in the postseason, where they, for the third year in a row, win 13 games, get eliminated before making it to the Super Bowl. At this point, uh, losing their first game in the postseason to the Packers. Do you think they've gone as far as they can with Aaron Rodgers in this role on this roster? and? Do you think the Packers should cleanse themselves of Aaron um, Rodgers? Um, okay, so a couple of things,
1: Bill. One, the, the, the Coupa, uh, P- is it Puka Cadre? Puka Padre? Whatever it is. Puka, I don't even know what I'm saying. I might be like creating a Scandinavian word for the devil or something like that. Oh, no. Whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, at first I was like, oh, a cleanse. Like, that sounds kind of cool. I'm going to check this out. And it's it's uh it's 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 uh, I mentioned ejecting, right? Uh, it's, sure. it's basically 12 days of ejection uh, from <laughs> your, your body. I don't want anything to do with that cleanse. That sounds terrible. Um, sure. Yeah. And, and I actually think that the cryptic at first, I don't necessarily believe that Aaron Rodgers didn't mean to put like I, you know, he's like oh, i don't know i just post stuff on the <laughs> sure i don't think about it what, like what are you not s posting here bro you're like of course, yeah of course he's of course he's thinking about it it's 10 pictures it's the most you can put on instagram on any right post. um i i do think though that like once we saw that interview with mcafee that it sort of cleared up all the things about the post like you know he he had been starving himself and cleansing for 12 days and doing yoga <laughs> and meditating and so i think maybe he was full of gratitude I also think that I think he's either coming back to Green Bay or he's walking away. Really? And yeah, I, I'm, and I think that as long as Green Bay gets a extension done for Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Now that doesn't answer your your first question. Have they, you know, have they gone as far as they can go? I mean, I still think it's a team that can win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They just need to, you know. They've just gotten kind of bad draws and and, and poor decision-making, bad special teams and key moments. I mean, it's, you know, uh, know, they got to execute better. They got to get a little luckier. But, you know, as far as um, them, you know, if you're Green Bay and you look at what you have on your roster and what 2022 looks like, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think you have a chance to win one with Jordan Love. And if you're Aaron Rodgers – he mentioned how the relationships now with Brian Gutekunst and Mark Murphy, Russ Ball, all those guys in the front office have like completely done a 180, and now he has good relationships, good relationships with them. I think that matters. He mentioned that he wants... He's like, you know, franchise tag windows here. Yeah, there's a guy at a, you know best of what he does, number 17, mm-hmm. right? And, and now the Packers are quickly making moves to free up cap space to try and sign Devontae Adams. I, I think he's made up his mind that he wants to come back and play for the Packers. He just wants to see a couple of things done transactionally uh, before he fully commits.
0: How far, Will, do you think this could go? Like, if Aaron Rodgers asks for, you know, uh, cheese to be banned from <laughs> from Lambeau Field, like, uh, you know, Miles Teller named offensive coordinator for the Packers. Like, like, do you think at this point it's just the Packers have to give in to whatever Aaron Rodgers wants, because the alternative is so much more disappointing. Or, or is there a line you draw? A realistic line you draw, where you would say, "You know what? Actually, I don't think this makes sense, and we should head in a different direction."
1: I mean, I sort of thought we we got as far gone as we possibly could when he was like,
0: "Get me Randall Cobb," or
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, "Really? That's that's what you want?" Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I do think that the 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 Adam thing. I don't think it's. I don't necessarily think it's about him. To I mean, it is about him you know, intimating that that it's important that Adams is there or else. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also about trying to secure the bag for his buddy, sort of like, sure. hey, look, you know, I know you've got an agent. No, he's no, know he's talking to Ross. No, he's talking to Brian. But um, you know, let me uh, let me let me let me do you a little solid here <laughs> on, on this nationally televised YouTube show. And and you know, the, I mean, you your rapport was all before him. And he's like, I just got a text from a high-ranking league source who's watching the stream. I mean, the whole the whole NFL world was watching that thing, Bill, because we need to know if Aaron Rodgers was going to retire. I t- I told my wife, I was like, I like, I know that, um, you know, we want to have this important talk about our our lives at this moment. <laughs> um, uh, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers is streaming on Pat McAfee's live YouTube show, and I <laughs> I have to go to the office and watch it. So, I mean, it, I think that. I think he is just sort of i think they're i think everything's kind of in a good place for it mm-hmm. i can't remember did randall cobb sign a one or two year deal
0: uh he's still on his deal from the, the texans i believe
1: oh that's right they traded for him. they decide, They decided oh yes he's on a he's on a he's a, he's under contract for this year
0: yes so but he he is a if you were going to line up the cap casualties for the packers who are like 45 million dollars over the salary cap if right. it were not for Aaron Rodgers saying, hmm, maybe you should keep Randall Cobb around. I think he would be the first guy off the uh, boat. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Without question.
1: Um, I would guess that we see maybe a restructure there then to, yeah. uh, to secure the bag for another pal. And I think that's just where it's at. He wants, he wants to make sure that the, he's not going to commit to coming back until the Packers have kind of set it up where he's, he's cool coming back mm-hmm. because these guys have kind of hosed him in the past. And sure. I think, I think he's worried that if he's like, I'm coming back, Then they might they're like all right well we're cutting Randall Cobb for salary cap purposes you know it's like all right right, all right right, guys um so maybe I think he's just sort of slow playing it but in my opinion he is either in Green Bay or he is uh, on a on a um like a a, a Buddhist uh, walkabout in the Australian (laughs) Netherlands with uh, Shailene, Shailene Woodley who apparently he's still dating wait is that true? I mean, she was in his house laughing, and he was drinking out. You saw? Did you see the internet sleuthing that was happened with this? No. Oh yeah. So, one, the coffee mug that he was drinking out of. Oh my god! Is Shailene Woodley's coffee mug, and it, people found it on her Instagram. She's got it. She's holding it up. And two, some standard. Of course, it happened. Uh, someone went and got her, uh, com- like, clip the video where there's a girl in the background laughing. As Aaron Rodgers talked to McAfee and he's like, no, no I'm watching Joy and watching The View. That's, that's, that's all it is. And they, they clip that and they clip Shailene Woodley laughing on Jimmy Fallon. And it's like very clearly just the same person.
0: Wow. Wow. I don't spend enough time on the internet is what I'm discovering when it comes I mean, to... I
1: mean, you knew Randall Cobb's Caphead, and I knew that Shailene Woodley's laugh may have occurred in the background of Rogers' video. So maybe you're spinning the appropriate. Of time. <laughs>
0: That's totally fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. I yeah, I mean, I, I guess the part that I struggle with, and I keep coming back to this, and maybe it's just maybe, maybe the, this bridge has been burned. But the easiest way for the Packers to create cap space, well, yeah, would be to just give Aaron Rodgers an extension and. Like, yes, they, when they traded for Jordan Love, traded get Jordan Love, that was two years ago, Aaron Rodgers was declining. Like, it, it was not out of the question that Aaron Rodgers was on his way out of football, that in two or three years he would be yep. a you know, an average or low-average well quarterback, not out of the realm of possibility. So I understand why they made that pick when they did. But the game has changed. Aaron Rodgers has won back-to-back MVPs. He's playing an incredibly high level. And yes, the playoffs have been disappointing, but like you're close enough to the Super Bowl that you can justify giving Aaron Rodgers a new deal. And Jordan Love is his own cost at this point. Like if you have to trade Jordan Love and you don't get a first round pick back for him, that's a bummer. But wouldn't you do that to keep an MVP around? So I guess, I guess my question for you, Will, is do you think Aaron Rodgers would be willing to sign an extension and do you think the Packers should hand Aaron Rodgers an extension if that's a possibility uh, y-
1: yes now, you think they should sign him to an extension if they could he only has like 7.6 dead uh, in dead cap next year in an avoidable season um, can I give you my like pop pop gossip uh, uh, yes relationship theory here and this of is course. not this is not a Olivia Munn is dragging down Aaron Rodgers uh, <laughs> Thing, which that hot that terrible hot take from a few years ago that wasn't mine um and by the way I thought Aaron Rodgers actually made a really good point that sort of went flew under the radar on that McAfee interview he's like you know when a guy's playing poorly we point to you know this relationship you know is, is like off-field relationship like point to like oh it's Olivia Munn's fault that he stinks um but when a guy's winning two MVPs no one's like you know I wonder I wonder how is you know his relationship yeah. nobody's like, "Hey, Shailene Woodley is really propping him up and and a better football player." And I thought that was kind of an interesting point. Like, you know, like let's let's throw some bone, just throw a bone to the the ladies and the the ladies out there who are uh, who are doing the helping. You know, the 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 women behind the scenes. And he actually named a bunch of like coaches' wives, and Mm -hmm. I I thought that was very introspective of him. Yes, absolutely. But so, to my theory, so the 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 rumor that came out was that Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers, not that they, I don't think it was that they broke up, but they called off their engagement, right? Yes. And I think it is possible, Bill, that she thought he was going to retire after this year. Okay. And she thought he was going to retire after this year. Sure. And that they would spend this offseason planning the wedding, you know, sure. being a, a couple that was engaged, doing engagement things, doing wedding things. And Aaron Rodgers said, I want to play one more year. Okay. And, and she was like, I don't know. And and then they decided after he did this gratitude, this 12 day cleansing thing, he's sure. decided he's decided he wants to come back. The, and the reason that that rumor came out is that because they did call off their engagement mm-hmm. and that they're delaying it for a year so that Aaron Rodgers can play one more year for the Packers. So that's why mm-hmm. they're still dating, but no longer engaged. And they will or maybe they are engaged, but they're they've called off. The, they've, they've put the wedding back a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um that's just a. I don't know if that even works, like from a technical standpoint. But that's just my theory, and 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 it, and it supports the idea that he knows he's coming back. It's just sort of a matter of time. Here's the only thing I
0: can add. Here, well, I'm I'm currently an engaged man. I, I did not know that. Congratulations. Of course, thank did you I know, know that. that? I'm not sure, but now you do. I'm. Did engaged. you tweet about it? No, I would. Okay. Not well, have congratulations. Thank you. But my point is this: well, if I went to my partner <laughs> and I was like, hey. Uh, you know, ESPN, uh, so let's, let, let's not get married. There's, I, I don't get a redo on that. It's not like we, yeah. we, we, we soft land back on dating. Like it, it's kind of, I'm kind no, of, I, would, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had a job because I would have been dead. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Right. Like it, it, it's over for me. Maybe it's different for Aaron Rogers to be fair, but I mean, I, I, I feel like that is plausible, the idea that Aaron Rogers thought this was going to be it and now Given that they were so good, they got so close, and yet they're still a step away, I you know, he, he could certainly have changed his mind about coming back or wanting to be in the same situation. So I guess let me let me put this out there and then we'll move on. Assuming Aaron Rodgers comes back, and assuming it's on a one-year deal, they're basically on the same deal he's already on. Adams is back, let's say Randall Cobb is, I guess, back. I don't know. It doesn't really matter all that much to me. More to Rogers than to me. But if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are back in 2022, given that they will have to maybe cut Sedaria Smith, given that they will have to make some moves elsewhere. Do you think they can win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? Or do you think there's something fatally flawed about this team that has led them to lose in the postseason each of the last three years?
1: I I think that they can win with Aaron Rodgers as as their quarterback. But I also think, and we actually did a, a mailbag show for... Uh, Thursday at at uh, on the Pick Six podcast where we somebody asked like you know is Rogers a they called him a uh, a flat track bully yes which is like a yeah like a you know I think it's, I thought it was a golf phrase but maybe it's just a general sports phrase um, essentially he's beaten up on you know tomato cans in the regular season mm-hmm. and and then you know gets loses in the postseason I mean he did run into like a really good forty nine ers defense three years ago yep. a, a Tampa defense that was just catching fire. Uh, the eventual Super Bowl champs um, two years ago. And then, uh, you know, this past year, pretty tough spot. You know, they have scored, I think Breach pointed out something like over the last four playoff losses, they've averaged uh, four points per game in the first half, which is a, that's a problem. And so I, I do wonder if there is something inherently flawed about the maybe the mental approach or the um, the play calling early on the lack of aggression from the coaching staff and from the quarterback here that maybe is causing them to, to start slow and to let these teams hang around because like the 49ers bully balled them in that, in that one, the first game, the first matchup. Yes, for sure. But they got three picks from Tom Brady and held the Packers,
0: I mean, the, the 49ers, excuse me, to 13 points this past year. Like, mm-hmm. you, gotta, you should win those two games. By the, way, by the way, I believe that was the game where they got a, a block punt for a touchdown, right? Yes, the, this past year. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, so, okay, right, right,
1: right. So they really held him
0: to six points. Yeah, that's right.
1: Two field Eesh. goals Eesh. You got to win that game, and you got to. You just got to win that game.
0: Yes, I. I certainly think Aaron Rodgers will not be thrilled about how he played in the postseason. And I mean, I, 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 I. You've seen him win a Super Bowl in the past. I don't think there's anything about him that leads me to think he's not capable of doing it, but. I think this was their best chance. I think they should keep Aaron Rodgers, but I think their roster is going to be less impressive in 2022 than it was in 2021. Just my opinion here on the Bill Barnwell Show. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There is no competition and right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a jets pizza location near you again try jet's signature eight corner pizza and get five dollars off with code eight save that's number eight s-a-v-e jets pizza better because it has to be What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Well, we have other quarterbacks and other drama on Instagram to talk about here. The Cardinals and Kyler Murray. A disaster game (laughs) for Kyler Murray against the Rams. I mean, just an absolute mess. There's an ugly Carson Wentzian, Matthew Staffordian pick six falling down in the end zone. Uh, he's going to get the, I mean, he, that happened really? I,
1: know, I know, I know, I
0: know you saw it. I, I, that's not the most, that's not the memorable we'll take away from Matthew Stafford's season, but it did happen. It did I mean, happen. the offense was a mess. I mean, they were just, they got destroyed in that game. Went down 28, nothing for some garbage time points from the Cardinals. Afterwards, Kyler Murray, reportedly upset with being scapegoated for this loss. Deletes all mentions of the Cardinals from his Instagram. I believe all his social media. Of course, Kyler Murray has the thing in his back pocket of baseball. He was a top 10 pick in the Major League Baseball draft. He could theoretically go back. There is no baseball happening right now. But Kyler Murray is also about to come due for a massive contract extension. He would get most likely more than $40 million per season. So all of this doesn't add up to me, Will. So please break it down for me are the cardinals going to move forward with kyler murray are they broken what did this playoff loss tell you about the cardinals future and about kyler Murray's future in arizona i
1: think that what we and by the way bill aren't you glad that i mean because it's a little tiresome to me but um i'm glad i'm not like a 70 year old sports writer who's having to deal with you know it's like like you're covering the cardinals and, and you gotta deal with like car like talking about kyler murray's instagram decision yes.
0: oh for sure that's very
1: I mean, like even i'm like well, what are you doing like
0: what, what's why would you do that that's, a whole lot. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly do you think okay that's actually a good question do you think kyler murray did that himself or did he pay someone to scrub Ooh. all the cardinals mentions from his instagram account uh, i surely i mean i would think he paid somebody because he's a rich athlete but sure.
1: it's also yeah but then see if, to my knowledge, Kyler Murray is not engaged or um, married. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if I were a professional athlete, a single professional athlete, um, a young person who utilizes modern day uh, <laughs> communication methods such as Instagram, yes. I'm probably not giving it to the intern to let them uh, peruse yeah. whatever they want on my on my Instagram feed. So that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I, maybe he did it himself. Uh, it is it is just such a weird thing to do. I, I my only thing the only thing I can think here, Bill, is that Kyler Murray's agent went to the Cardinals and said, "Okay, three years. A guy looks pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's get uh you know let's get this deal done." For, sure. I mean, yeah, 45 million, 50 million? What do you think? Um, and at that point, there has been some
0: and it has, uh is is Eric Burkhart Kyler Murray's agent. Uh, that is a good question. I will look up while Great. I am answering your question very slowly. Let's see Has spot shows up.
1: No, you're fine. Uh, I just he is. he is. Oh now, do you know who else Eric Burkhart represents? I believe. That would I'm be not. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh. I think I'm 90, I'm like 90% sure it's Cliff Kingsbury. I could I okay. could I could totally be wrong on that. Um, but if if that's the case. I I would wonder if you have this situation where the Bidwell family Mm -hmm. or Michael Bidwell who came out and was extremely critical of this, of what happened to this team, especially in the wake of watching the Rams win the Super Bowl, watching the 49ers go to the conference championship game and just watching Mm -hmm. the lethargic way that the team closed out the season. I wonder Mm -hmm. if that, that statement from them or statement from Michael Bidwell criticizing the team and saying, you know, like, you know, we don't, it's just sort of like we, you know, that, that's a very disappointing loss. Even if it was the, the best season for the Cardinals. And like, you know, since Kurt Warner was there, or Carson Palmer's there, I guess. I, I sort of wonder if there was some hesitate, you know, like, it's like, we're not, we can't commit to cliff and mm-hmm. we can't commit to Kyler, We can't commit to this right here. And so when that message was brought back to Kyler, he's like, well, then I am going to uncommit decommit from you by <laughs> deleting everything. You you also have the case where uh, Christian Kirk is a free agent. James yep. Connor's a free agent. Um, there's one more receiver. I'm forgetting that's a free agent as AJ well. Green. AJ Green's a free agent. Right. Yeah, right. thanks. Um, so, I mean, they have Hopkins. They have drafted Rondell Moore. They have Chase Evans. They got plenty of weapons. But uh, Zach Hurts is a free agent, too. Yep. So, I mean, you know, I, I wonder if there's a question of, you know, are we going to run it back? And if we're not going to run it back, you know, like, you know, so you're just not going to commit to – you know this project and so i may, that's my only theory is that they got that sort of pushback and as a result uh kyler murray has decided to delete everything from instagram
0: i mean i think that's plausible i think that makes sense right like, like this to imagine the possibility that you know that would be one of the bigger reasons why kyler murray would be upset i mean the reports were also that he was upset that he was getting scapegoated for what happened in that game granted Paul Murray did not play well, he was not the only person who did not play well in that game. The defense did not have their best performance. The offensive line, not all that great, didn't have DeAndre Hopkins and the weapons on that team who were not DeAndre Hopkins, not necessarily inclined to be number one guys at this point of their respective careers. So, I, I mean, you know, if you're the Cardinals, like, yes, you do not want to trade Power Murray you do not want to move along. But if, the, if Kyler's camp, if, if, sorry, I forget the name of the agent you mentioned. A, and by, the,
1: by the way, uh, Eric Burkhart does represent Cliff Kingsbury
0: and Kyler Murray. Perfect. That's a, so, that, that to me is a very interesting factor when you think about this. Yes, that's my question, I guess, is that if, if Eric Burkhart comes to you and says, okay, listen, we're happy to get the, a Kyler deal done at market value. You know, please give us a lot of money. Yep. but we also want you to extend cliff while we do it if you're the bid balls is that something you're comfortable with are you a little hesitant given how the cardinals have faded so badly the past few years like like how do you feel about uh, Cliff kingsbury's role in this if he is part of the kyler package here
1: yeah exactly i guess that that's maybe a more um uh, a better way of saying what i was sort of like like a better way of enunciating what i was trying to say is that Burkhart likely went to the Cardinals and said, Hey, you know, and a tough, tough end of the season, right, guys? But yeah, you know, we got this thing on track. We are building this towards something special. Mm-hmm. Let's lock up Cliff and Kyler for the foreseeable future. And by the way, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Mike, but um Oklahoma is trying yes. to chase down Cliff. Like, you oh you crazy how that, that got cheese. out there. <laughs> I can't, can't believe that. Can't believe that. That's such a crazy little rumor that got out there. Um, and I think all I think all of that is is, uh, that, that to me is what's happening here is that the Cardinals are not well that that Cliff and Kyler and again they, they share the same agent I mean mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty it's obvious I think and I, I'm not I'm not insinuating anything nefarious just that one agent represents the coach and the quarterback mm-hmm. like they're a package deal together Cliff drafted Kyler they moved on from Josh Rosen I mean it's it's it, they're a package deal and they're, I think they're being sold as a package deal mm-hmm. and I wonder if to your point that the the Cardinals aren't ready to commit to the package mm-hmm. and therefore um it's Kyler decided to uh again decommit. I, I think I think I think that's gotta be what's happening here.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean it certainly feels like that is the most plausible explanation for why Kyler Murray would be so frustrated with the Cardinals here. And I'm interested to see what happens. I think I don't think a Kyler trade is about to happen by any means. I don't think Kyler's about to go play baseball, but I do think that there's some uncertainty about the people around Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. It's the first person who comes to mind,
1: by the way, the, uh, the baseball thing too. That's a pretty convenient rumor for a guy who's trying to get a $45 million a year, you know, nine, like you know $300 million contract or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah you know what? I might just go play baseball. So what, really, are <laughs> you, are you, you're going to go right around the bus in the minor leagues instead of yeah. being Uh, A multimillionaire, okay, sure.
0: That's the only part that I feel like is difficult there. It's just like, are you going to pass up $100 million guaranteed to go play double-A baseball for the A's? Like, I, you know, maybe you're really that passionate about baseball, but if that were the case, you probably would have gone to play baseball in the first place. We will see. Certainly a lot more happening there with the Cardinals in the months to come. Let me ask you about the Cowboys, Will. Um, Mm. Another team where I have to ask about the fatal flaw. I mean, a team that has not had great success in the postseason, even when they've won in years past, it's been close victories with questionable calls going their way. Does the loss to the 49ers convince you that the Cowboys, as currently constructed, are fatally flawed and need to change something to go deeper into the postseason? (laughs) Yes, but I mean, I tend
1: to think that um, I mean, I I said before the postseason and like all throughout the season that for me the current constitution was really not much more than Mike McCarthy is the head coach, and that you know with the weapons they have on offense, and I I think there are viable concerns on the offensive line about the the long like the longevity of that. You know, we we sort of we linger on uh, things. That, you know, like truth that we that we think to be true, maybe longer than they are. Sometimes in, in in sports in general, and certainly the NFL. But like the Cowboys have a dominant offensive line, and they, mm-hmm. they do have dominant pieces, but it's not as good as it used to be. Right. Um, so they need to be they need to patch that up a little bit. You know the they have some uh some you know issues on defense in terms of you know like Randy Gregory's is a free agent, and then Dalton Schultz is a free agent. You know, do you which one do you tag? Who can you bring back? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those are important. They have to make a decision on. You know, do they want to bring back Michael Gallup, uh, or you know, what do they want to do with Amari Cooper, who could provide mm-hmm. them plenty of cap room? Mm-hmm. So I think there's some some of those small decisions, but to me, it all boils down to it, it, I cannot trust Mike McCarthy to coach in a manner over the course of multiple postseason games that will secure the Cowboys a Super Bowl, and I think the quarterback draw situation is a perfect oh, example of that.
0: I mean. How much of that do you put on Mike McCarthy versus versus Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott? Well, I mean, as I said afterwards,
1: like, you know, he's like, yeah, we practiced that. We practiced it. It's like, well, you didn't, you clearly didn't practice. (laughs) Like you may have had Dak Prescott running up and down the field with somebody holding a stopwatch and like defenders on the, you know, but like you didn't, you clearly didn't practice it with someone, you know, pretending to be the official because mm-hmm. if you practice that, Dak would be in the game, would be handing the ball to the official, you know, like you right. and, you know, you didn't, you didn't run through scenario like Brady Quinn said on, on the pick six pod uh, right afterwards that w- when he was with the Seahawks, they had done a study that said you, you're, I can't, I can't remember I think it was, was it 12 seconds or 16 seconds but it's basically like you have this many seconds yep. where you are guaranteed to play. Anything after that, you are running the risk of outside uh outside factors the officials uh, of you know uh, a, a defender who who tackles you uh, a player who gets hurt uh, you know a rogue clock guy uh, you know taking over and 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 causing you to to lose a play and so i just think that it's it's like and i'm not like i'm not the most prepared human being on the planet bill but it's like <laughs> you know i'm not being paid to coach the cowboys you know like that sort of approach to you know, plan it, uh, practicing those late game situations, I think is just something that c- concerns me about how Mike McCarthy will handle them when they actually come up.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, does it just sort of feel at this point like it is a, you know, that the, um, the Cowboys are basically killing time until it's Sean Payton's time to take over this team? I think that Sean Payton
1: leaving was the best possible scenario for like Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Jones is like, oh my God, this is great. Like, I don't have to worry about firing Mike McCarthy. We go one more year. If he, you know, it's like if he wins, if he makes a deep run, great. If not, we just were like, all right, Sean Payton, you want to come back and coach the Cowboys? So, yeah, I mean, that, right. that seems very
0: logical. So, T, you is it just either the Cowboys make a deep playoff run this year or that's it? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, who knows with Jerry Jones? I
1: mean, how, <laughs> I mean, look how long he kept chasing Garrett there when it was basically the same situation. I mean, he just... Mm-hmm. He, Jerry Jones loves conservative coaches. He loves coaches who don't want to go for it on fourth down because he he's said that. Like he, he's okay with it. And so I think he's fine with Mike McCarthy. Yes, maybe if you know, Kellen Moore mm-hmm. were like about to bolt, he would consider you know, making a, one of those weird moves there or if Sean Payton was available, he, he might consider making that move. I think that would make total sense.
0: Mm-hmm. But I do think he, he's fine with Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, it certainly feels that way he nobody would have faulted him for moving on after this year Uh would have been a little harsh i think but i also don't think anyone would have been upset maybe the mccarthy family but even then i can't be totally sure uh let me get one more here we might have time for one more after that but i want to get this one for sure because this is something i feel like you have focused on you have a very strong opinion on oh boy did matthew stafford level up during this postseason
1: yes so but do you say level up? Do you mean take his game to another level, or level up towards the Hall of Fame?
0: You can go in either direction. Will. the world okay. is your oyster. You <laughs> pick whichever one you want to argue. I am exactly. sure
1: that this is the this is the third time in like forty eight hours I've been on. I've been talking about Matthew Stafford, and I am sure that the world is hoping that soon I will unleash more Matthew Stafford related tweets. <laughs> uh, I got a couple. I was like, all right, buddy, like, let take, take it down. On us. <laughs> Uh, so I would say, I think, I think two things are important to note about Matthew Stafford bill Okay. and and this playoff run one, when we look at his game logs from the postseason Mm -hmm. and I understand he had a interception against the 49ers and two against the Bengals. He did. I did the two against the Bengals. Don't really bother me. The arm punt he probably shouldn't have thrown. Certainly not a great throw. You would rather try and get in field goal range or something like that. But I, I didn't think it was just. Uh, an outrageously terrible interception, and then with the uh, the other one, it was it was actually the fault of the receiver who popped it up into the air. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't ding him as much with those two interceptions as some people wanted. I think that when you go back and look at his playoff playoff games before, they lost the, the Lions lost at New Orleans mm-hmm. to the you know truck stick Saints team yep. at Drew Brees. They lost at Dallas by four points to a very good Cowboys 2014 Cowboys team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: they i think they were
0: good right didn't that isn't that like run they out? were very good that was yeah. the game where there should have been pass interference called i believe and the, the lions did not get the call
1: yes and then they lost in seattle very badly to the seattle seahawks a team that still was the legion of boom <laughs> right yeah still the late late era legion of boom right um yes without,
0: 2017
1: yeah. yes yeah, yeah that's a good seattle team um mm-hmm. Yeah, 2016 Seattle team. 10-5-1. They're a very good team. So this terrible Lions franchise, which n- doesn't win any playoff games, lost to three very good teams on the road in the playoffs. And we treated it as if Matthew Stafford can't win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford then goes to the Rams. He is 4-0 with the Rams. Yeah. He, and he's not front-running. He had, I believe, a game-winning drive in all four of the games. Certainly the Super he had a. Game-winning drive in the Super Bowl with that famous no-look pass, which yep. is probably one of the top five passes in Super Bowl history. Maybe top three passes in Super Bowl history. What, um, are,
0: what are one and two for you if that's number three? Or if that's in the top the,
1: three? Uh, Big Ben to Santonio. San yep. And then we, we talked about this in the re, in our Super Bowl recap, but like I don't count the helmet catch.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you. It, that's that's a top five catch.
1: But, but two would have been the Eli to Manningham yes throw, which – Stafford's, you can nitpick on those two if you want. I mean, the Manningham throw, you, you watch it. You know, I went back and watched it a bunch after the this most recent Super Bowl. And I mean, my goodness, it's just a whip from Eli into the tiniest little corner. Um, so, but I think the point being is like Matthew Stafford did level up in that he, he, is, he is 4-0 and in the playoffs. He's undefeated in the playoffs when he doesn't play for the Lions. And to me, that matters. Like the Lions are a terrible franchise. They have not won anything in a long time. Going to the playoffs three times with the Lions is actually pretty decent. And as far as the Hall of Fame thing goes, I would just say that I don't know that he would get in if he, if he retired today. I do think if he plays three or four more seasons with the Rams at a reasonably high level. So, I mean, what, like, you know, he had 41 passing touchdowns, which is a ton, and, and 4,886 passing yards. Mm-hmm. somewhere between 4,500 and 5,000 passing yards, 35 to 40 TDs, 17-game season, totally reasonable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That If he does that for three or four more years, the numbers and the production and the wins and maybe the playoff wins and maybe the Super Bowl wins will be such that it will be just be really difficult to keep him out.
0: Mm-hmm. But do, do you think he played at a different level or do you think that the people around him just happen to be better than the people who are around him in Detroit? I think he played at a different level, but I think, I,
1: I think, both, I think, yes, both things, both things are true.
0: I don't think he played any differently yeah. personally. That's my opinion. I, 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 can see why you would say what you're saying. I just think about the dropped interception against the Buccaneers in the sure. end zone early in that game or the Jaquiski tart drop on the arm punt, where that was a, a more dismal decision from Matthew Stafford. I think, what we saw is kind of what we saw from Matthew Stafford during the regular season, where we saw a guy who can get incredibly hot. And that that does matter. Having a guy with that ceiling is incredibly valuable, but a guy whose floor can also be just really flummoxed and making really bad decisions with the football. And I I think obviously he did enough to win, but I, I, I think that line is so thin. And I know from watching sure. Eli for so long, like like, you know, the stuff that made Eli look embarrassing at times was also stuff that played up and made him look like a, a superstar when it was going well. So I think, you know, um, well, I, I guess we should hmm. the distinction between playing different and playing better.
1: Yes. Like, I think he played better, but, but not different. to your point, he probably he he played a better brand of his football. If but, he, but he's just he's going to be him. Like, I don't think he's going to turn into Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, maybe Maybe that maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers should be a little more like Matthew Stafford sometimes.
0: Oh, that is a place where we're going to have the takeaway to end this show. Why isn't Aaron Rodgers more like Matthew Stafford, says Will Brinson of CBS? I, I, we can't top that. That's that's it. That's the take. That's the take right there. That is the take right there, indeed. Well, Will if people want to check out more of your feelings on matthew stafford or really anything else when it comes to the nfl which i would strongly recommend they do where can people check out you and the stuff you're doing uh well I'll,
1: at twitter at will Brenson, uh a feed devoted exclusively to matthew stafford and uh his post super bowl and post super bowl exploits uh, and then and then, of course, at CBS and the pick six podcast daily NFL podcast, even in the offseason <laughs> uh, available wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, of course, Apple podcast.
0: <laughs> that laugh. Very <laughs> telling. <laughs> yep. A lot, a lot of pain in that <laughs> laugh from CBS as well, Branson, but we strongly recommend you check out Will's work. Will is the best. Thanks so much Will, for hopping on the show today. Always fun, Bill. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks so much to my guest today, CBS's Will Brinson. Always love having Will on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll have more audio coming next week. Thanks so much for listening. More football on the way.